Sonoro. ¡Ja! ¡Bienvenidos a la cripta! Ay, 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 ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror. Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi. Oi, como vai? De Oi, novo. Boa tarde, bom, boa dia. Ta bom dia. De novo. Why am I even trying to say this? How do you say it? Again, Tr we're going to it. Brazil. De novo, a galera vai pro Brasil. Pra... Aí, tá bom, é. Tá bom, tá okay. Bom. Well, kind yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> should we just dive into this thing? Do we have any any business to attend to girl there is no business i don't think so as of now zero business uh Vam, let's... Vam, vamos lá vamos lá <laughs> vamos lá okay everybody so we're going to brazil today kind of kind of like this is a movie from Brazil. I believe it was actually filmed in Brazil, pero no dice in los credits. Ninguna parte. Couldn't find it on IMDb. Me neither. So that is an assumption. However, our two directors are Brazilian, so I I'm this gonna counts. tell you this. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm absolutely certain it's filmed in Brazil, besides yeah. some things on the internet saying it's filmed in Brazil, yeah. is the birds. The birds in this film. Yo dije, estoy de vuelta en Brasil. Because the singing that. in the birds, I was like, that's a fucking Brazilian-ass bird. I've heard I that bird. I love that so much. Only, I mean, not only you would know, but because of your experience having lived in Brazil, that is a very specific thing for you. Fabulous. I love that. So yeah, <laughs> the movie I picked today is from Brazil. And to be totally honest, I picked it because I'm kind of busy and I needed something short. I was just like, give me something short. This movie's like an hour and 15, but it feels like it's fucking four hours long, everybody. Apologies. Apologies. But it's a slog. Anyway, the movie I picked today is Deep Hatred. It's a movie that just came out, came out in 2022. A thing to celebrate here, a first for Uy Que Horror, uh -huh. is that this film has two directors, and one of the directors is trans, which is Amazing. a wonderful thing. So glad. Finally, on the pod. I love this. So this movie was directed by Daniela Carvalho and Ale Mercado, and Ale is trans. This last name, though, this is an assumption, but I believe this is an Americanization of the last name or of the name Machado. Machado. It look and I and I didn't think of it until you said it like right before we started recording and I was like holy fuck that totally seems like that's what it is. It's a possibility. I'm not going to say that 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 is my assumption. It looks like it, so it's spelled M C H A D D O but the M C is like Mick as in like McDonald's. Yeah. So Mick Hado. Ale, if you ever listen to this episode, first of all, I'm so sorry for disliking your film. I'm so sorry, but, you know, we try to keep it real around here. Yeah. But also, is that a fact? Is this an Americanization of the last name Machado? Pode ser? Is that how you say that in Portuguese? Pode ser. Pode ser. The thing is also, is this, I feel like we've done this a few times with Spanish-speaking countries, but this is our first English language Brazilian film. I think you're right. right. Lies. You know which one it was? God damn it. Ritual of Death. Remember Holy Ritual shit, of yes, Death? Yes, Ritual of Death. 
which was so good. Listen, if you have not seen Ritual of Death, first Holy of all, you shit. must. It's you must. trash, but the it's best kind trash. of trash. Watch it and then listen to our episode because we it was just so much fun. Yeah. But this one, like, it feels like they're trying to convince us that we are actually in the United States. You know and what I that mean? That doesn't work. Well, I just I just don't understand why. Like I'm like yeah. this would be more interesting if this was a Brazil specific story. At least to yeah, me. I agree. I agree. Anyway, so let's get into this film. Deep Hatred written by Fernando Alonso. Is that how you would pronounce that? Mm-hmm. And uh thank you very much. And Ale Mercado and directed by Daniela Carvalho and Ale Mercado. Okay. So before we get into this, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, or we'll force you to watch this movie over and over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and let's get into some titulos de terror. Ooh, okay. So I picked the movie Dark Water, which is originally a Japanese film. It was remade a few years after with Jennifer Connelly. Is it a shark movie? No, it's a ghost <laughs> movie. It should be a shark movie. Oh, my God. I would totally watch a Jennifer Connelly shark movie. <laughs> of course you would. Of course I would. Um, I watch any piece of shit shark movie. I watch, I watch them all. You absolutely do, dude. <laughs> so the the original Dark Water, the Japanese Dark Water in Brazil was known as Agua Negra. Uh-huh. Cool. To the point. And in Spanish, it was known as Agua Turbia. Ooh. Turbid water? Is that more like it? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Sure, whatever. Great. So that's what I picked. Um, And now, let's get a synopsis from you. I believe this is a Google Google description. Great. You know, when you Google, it pops up. So, it says here. After the death of her father, a woman returns to her family home and soon realizes that the house holds a terrible secret that puts herself and her friends in danger. Okay. So, here we go. <laughs> Just to preface. <laughs> thank you so much for your synopsis. Just to preface. Yes, of um, this movie, I found confusing which made me so frustrated girl i have so many questions me that too. i am hoping you will answer my notes are littered with question marks however the story is not that confusing it is just not told very well in my opinion yeah. and there are too many men's names and interchangeable men's names presented to us like we should know who they are already and yeah. i'm like who who, who is that? Who? who the fuck is that? <laughs> so I think we can do this together. Okay. I have an explanation at the end, which is like a sentence long, which is why I'm like, this is so simple, but it's just so confusing in this film. Can't wait to hear. Because <laughs> at the end, I literally, my brow furrowed into the depths of the earth because I was like, what? <laughs> The the entire, like, by the time the movie is over, you might ask yourself, like, why is my head hurting? Because it's because you were furring, furrowing your brow the entire fucking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking heads, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, here we go. Deep hatred. We see the word 
then. Okay, we're in the past. Cool. We get our title, Deep Hatred. Two men in white robes drag a tied-up man that's screaming, No! 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 You don't have to do this! To a little wooden dock overlooking a small lake. Right off the top, I was like, Ooh, this acting. Yeah. Already not very good. Like, even this, like, this man who clearly is being dragged to his death, I'm like, sir, you're about to die? <laughs> Can we get a little more emotion? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you mustn't. No, no, you don't have to do this. So, these two men put a sack over this screaming man's head. They tie a chain around his neck. They bop him on the head with a little pipe, and they toss him in the water. He also is wearing robes. Yes, the same outfit that these two men are wearing. Yeah, the three these three men are all wearing like white tunics, if you will. We now see the word now. So here we are in the present. We get these gorgeous aerial shots of beautiful countryside. I must say this movie looks pretty Lush. good. Yes, yes, it does. The cinematography, very pretty, great to look at. So thank God for these gorgeous aerial shots. And we also get the, the idea we're out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. A car driving along a dirt road gets a flat tire, so it has to stop giving us a chance to meet our cast. So these four young people pour out of this car. We meet Cindy and Mark, who are a couple, and Nate and Jen, who are a couple. Nate and Jen are bad and edgy because <laughs> they wear leather and Cindy wears a sleeveless white denim vest. So you know she's angelic and pure. And she's blonde. And she's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> and her name is Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, guys. It's me, Cindy. I am Cindy. Hi, everybody. I'm Cindy. And I am here. And I'm going to have a good time. Okay. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, also, just to establish, Jen is the only... Brazilian actor here so far so far at so least far. out of this group of out of this group of people so Mark Cindy's boyfriend changes the tire they continue on their drive and Cindy says I should have come to see him so here's what's up I'm just going to tell you what's going on everybody mm -hmm. Cindy's dad recently died they're driving out to Cindy's dad's farm she feels bad for not being around throughout his life and now when he died okay Mm -hmm. As they drive past a gate onto her dad's farm, which is where they're going, they pass a weird structure, which I will describe as a big Blair Witch stick figure with no legs, and it has white rags, like, hanging off of it. I wrote that, too. I was like, right? oh, we see a Blair Witch stick yeah. figure over here. Also, I was like, this is a chakra in mm. Brazil. Mm -hmm. When you like this type of house and like out in the out in like a farmland kind of vibe is called the chakra. Mm, and a lot of mm -hmm. people would have a chakra that they would go to for like holidays or like uh, uh, just our home to go visit your country home time, your country home, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're usually lovely, a lovely time to be had. And uh, and. As evidenced by this film, this 
landscape is very beautiful, very lush, very green, uh, very, I mean, would love to have a holiday in this, wherever they filmed this. It's the house they film it uh, in, Gorgina. I literally wrote, can I, I would love to spend love. a long weekend at this gorgeous country home, this chakra. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. So That's- finally, they arrive at Cindy's dad's gorgeous country house. They get out of the car. Cindy unlocks the front door of the house and Jen runs inside and she says, I want to hit the pool. I want to soak up the sun. And I was like, we're in trouble. I want to soak up the sun. And got my 45 We all thought it. Uh, It was a catchy one, Cheryl. It was a catchy one. Thank you, Cheryl Crow, for (laughs) everything you've done. Thank you, Cheryl Crow. I mean, for real. Also, I just want to point out that when the car drives up to the house, you I was like, oh, let me see. Because as I'm watching this and you had said Brazil. So I'm I'm expecting this. Oh, it's set in Brazil. This obviously is a chakra. Like I, I'm hearing the birds. So I'm yeah. like, this is Brazil. Mm-hmm. But, and so I was like, let me see what the license plate says so that I can see what part of Brazil we're in. Mm-hmm. And when the car, which is a Mustang, excuse me, flower. Excuse? <laughs> when this car drives up, I look and I pause and I'm like, Georgia? Yes. We're supposed to be in Georgia. Like the state. Like we're like spo- oh, like in America, Georgia. In the yeah, we're supposed yeah, to be in Georgia. Peaches. Why? Girl, why? Why? And also, no one has an accent or anything. A Georgia. I mean, not that I really know what the Georgia accent is, but like a little Southern something going on. A Nothing twang like that. of yeah, some yeah. sort. Uh, one other character comes in and kind of a does hint. like a, maybe like a, oh, hi. But that looks like that cat. <laughs> well, hi. Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly do not understand why two Brazilian directors filming in Brazil would choose to 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 set their movie in Georgia. Georgia. Nothing against the state of Georgia. Nothing against no, it. No, not at no, all. Not at but all. But you have Brazil at your fingertips. You have Brazil here. You are Brazilian. This it would just make it honestly like if Cindy, this gringa, this white girl from the United States had come, like if her father had come to Brazil uh-huh. and she's like, oh, I got to go to Brazil. It would have made it more interesting. Like why totally. there? Anyway. A thousand percent. A, a missed opportunity if you ask me so let's hit this the pool i want to soak up the sun let's soak up the sun so jen and nate hit the pool they soak up some sun as cindy and mark look around the house and mark says here "Ugh, what a mess who would live like this but this house is beautiful it's gorgeous in here and also this is my home dude don't say that shit yeah, very face. judgmental. But like they didn't if this is a line that 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 this man was given, they could have at least made this house look nasty. Gross. The, the only thing that they did here, I think, is they brought in a fog machine. Like they make it look Girl, like foggy and dusty. There's that a fog <laughs> machine is the lead character of this fucking yes, film. Absolutely. <laughs> Just present at all times, has all the lines. <laughs> right, she is a diva and she must stole be the show it. honestly Absolutely. but also the other the other thing the only other thing they do is they throw sheets on top of shit that's it okay 
Okay, so here we are in the house. Great. So Cindy's looking around. She opens one of those medicine cabinets that has a mirror on it, and she begins to look, put her uh, lotions and creams and anti-epileptic pills into this cabinet. So we're like, she has epilepsy, I guess. Okay. She closes the little mirror cabinet thing, and we get a quick flash of something standing behind her, something horrible in the mirror reflection, but she does not see it. Yeah. It's gorgeous outside, so they all sit at a beautiful outdoor table for drinks. And here, Cindy reveals that this place used to be a commune, which, by the way, I looked up. And according to Dictionary.com, a commune is a group of people living together and sharing possessions and responsibilities. However, I always think of a commune as more like culty. You know what I mean? They're two very different things because mm-hmm. I, I often cults do begin or are in a commune like that's a very common thing for cults to be because that's kind of always the vibe but i wouldn't say that every commune is a cult agreed yes maybe like susceptible to becoming a cult if you will you know what i mean absolutely so sitting around this table, Nate says, by the way, I saw one of those ridiculous scarecrows by the pool. And he's talking about those like Blair Witch things, this, those structures. And when Mark asks, scarecrows, <laughs> Nate responds, they don't scare crows. <laughs> I, I just wrote here in all caps, LOL. I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> they don't scare crows. Oh my God. Oh boy. ¿Sabes <sighs> qué? Okay. Esto es una cosa que yo sentí, like, I felt this throughout watching this. When we did Evil Dead, uh, you, you brought up a great little point in trivia that Diablo Cody was brought in to Americanize the script. And unfortunately, with this script, it very much feels like somebody that has English as a second language. So there is some clunks and clonks along the way. The clunks (laughs) land with a clonk, though. Like, God damn. But that's the thing where I feel I need to be sensitive about this because... I fucking hate it when people, you know, when, you know, when people like make fun of people who English is not their, is not their English is their second language. When like, when you make fun of them for not knowing the right thing to say, I don't know the fucking right thing to say in Spanish a bunch of times. You just heard me try to speak uh, Portuguese and it was a disaster. So, so I, as much as I was just like, ay Dios mío, like it's just rough and it could have used some, some work. We also have to be sensitive to the fact that, like, it's it's going to land weird in our bodies. You know what I mean? If there had been an outside eye to just, like, punch up the script a little bit, I feel like maybe it, that would have smoothed out some of the kinks. Yeah. But that, I don't think, was the case. No, absolutely not. You know, in this in this situation, I'm like, maybe one of these American actors could have been like, hey, by the way, something. yeah, like, can we change this line? And I get it. Like, that's not really their place. Right. Um, you know, depending on the actor and like what they're what they've been hired for. But yeah, it just 
It's a little awkward here and there. Like, let's be honest. Okay, so they don't scare crows. (laughs) (laughs) Nate continues, instead, they're meant to scare away evil spirits. And so here, it's important to establish that Nate also has a connection to this place through his grandpa. Mm. So both he and Cindy used used to come here as kids, but they're not related Right. Which I was so confused. I was like, are you two <sighs> brother and sister? This section right now that we're in is very exposition dumpy. Like we're Ooh. literally sitting watching people talk for a, too long, first of all. And in this exposition dump, they keep referring to like, well, when Nate was here when I was little and blah, blah, blah. And bing, bang, boom. And you're like, but what? wait, why how- were you here together? Yeah, what's the what is your relationship? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just like to clarify, like, oh, we were just kids, you know, like we were brought here as kids. We were we were good, great friends, friends yeah, or whatever. And it's like you do kind of put the puzzle pieces together as we go on, but it's not clear enough. Just then, though, two more people arrive. Beth, Adam says, Cindy, it's been so long. So Beth and Adam show up. These people, you know, Cindy and her crew are like in their 20s. Beth and Adam, I'm going to say like they're older people. Adam is the one that gives the hint of a jo- yeah. of a Southern accent. He's like, hey, y'all. And then hey. that's it. <laughs> He's got like a plaid shirt on and like suspenders. And you're like, I guess you could be like a country guy. Sure. All right. <laughs> I am obsessed with Beth, though. Oh, but my unfortunately, God. Beth. So, OK, so Beth is a Brazilian actress. Mm-hmm. But they have ADR'd every single one of her lines. Now, whoever ADR'd her lines, I'm like, okay, you did pretty well because it's pretty spot on. Like, I'm like, okay, you nailed the lip sync. But why? <laughs> you nailed the lip sync. <laughs> but like, tens across the board. <laughs> uh, Shantae, you stay. But, but like, I th- why? <laughs> it's it's i think what's upsetting is beth is a very important part of this story and we get a lot of information from her and it's incredibly distracting to be watching her mouth slightly it's it's just enough for you to be like we and and they're close-ups of her face so it's like i would understand if this was like a a a a pulled away shot or something like that where there's somebody somebody else that we can also be looking at but if we're up close and personal with this person it shouldn't be this adr'd agreed and also why did you adr her lines because when you because we're so close up to beth's face we see that she is clearly saying these lines and so I'm like, OK, maybe, you know, the directors thought that, like, we wouldn't be able to understand her. But I'm like, you know, give us the benefit of the doubt here and let the woman do her performance. Por favor. Yeah. Unless, unless it was it's something, something else. Again, this is an assumption, you know. I mean, I doubt it unless she had a mic problem throughout every single shot she had or something like that. But that's highly unlikely. And also, look, none of the acting in this film is my cup of tea. Pero la mujer who did the ADRing for Beth is in a Shakespeare play. She is like, oh, welcome to this farm, my wheel. And I'm like, mujer, por favor. thou brought your... (laughs) And it's like very slow and deliberate. And it sounds different because it's ADR'd. 
It's just it, demasiado. Pero okay, aquí está el Adam y la Beth. So they, they lived here for years. They've known Cindy since she was a child. A child. <laughs> God. <laughs> they know Cindy's mom and they know Cindy's dad, Bob. Okay? Keep... <laughs> This Bob? man's I name. I didn't realize the man's name was Bob. I had to put this in caps right now. I was like, <laughs> the dad's name is Bob. Cindy's dad's name is Bob. And I'm es even going to tell you, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> es que también, here's the thing. The names ah. they picked for all these people are the most generic exactly. names. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said they're so interchangeable. I can't Cindy, give me something. Jen, Mark, Bob, give me something more Adam, interesting. Girl, a name in Beth. Por, oh, por favor. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so Cindy introduces Beth and Adam to all her friends, and she mentions, oh, Nate also used to come here as a kid. Mm. And Jen pipes up and she says, Nate's grandpa used to come here a lot on business. And Beth says here, your grandfather wasn't a very affable person, you know. It's exactly what it sounds like, by the way. Yes, and, it is. Exactly. and Nate, Nate Beth, responds. are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I have invoked the spirit of Beth. <laughs> and Nate here responds, well, in his opinion, you were all hillbillies. We okay. Excuse me? Wow. So Beth and Adam clearly decide to leave because it's awkward and because fucking Nate is a douchebag. Douche. But before they head out, Beth says, be very careful when you go out at night. Okay. <laughs> Later that day, as Mark and Cindy head to the pool, Mark hears chains. <gasps> so he goes to check it out, and a door to a bedroom closes in his face, so he assumes it's Nate and Jen in there. I don't know, fucking around or something. But when he walks out to the pool, there's Nate and Jen, and he is shocked. And I was so confused. I was like, what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. yeah. What did you see? I was like, is there something behind Nate and Jen? ¿Qué está pasando? Why are you so surprised? <laughs> anyway, so Mark goes back into the house to check the room where the noise came from. He opens the door and he finds the shape of a body under some sheets in bed. When he, But when he pulls the sheets back, nada. Ooh. Hmm, strange. And then muddy, dark water slowly okay. ripples toward his feet. Yes, yes, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, okay, you're telling me that all that goop that we see throughout this film, that's all supposed to be mud? That's not blood? Well, I wrote here, not interesting, you mentioned that, in parentheses, blood question mark? I think it's supposed to be muddy water. I think. I think it's, I also, because later on, because I wrote blood in this section. I was mm -hmm. like, ooh, this blood. But then later on, I was like, hold on, is this mud? Because it's so dark and it has the consistency of fake blood. Yeah. And the way that it pours out of places, I'm like, this is blood. meant to be mud? Mud <sighs> doesn't look like this. It's like, it's, I mean, you know, 
The reason I picked Dark Water for my, my titulos de terror, it's Dark Water. It's basically <laughs> what it is right now. So this Dark Water is slowly rippling toward Mark's feet, and behind him, a chained figure clomps by the open doorway. Pero Mark does not see it. <laughs> Outside by the pool... Nate snaps a pic with his phone of Cindy and Jen. They're kind of like lounging by the pool. And he zooms in on the picture, but he doesn't zoom in on Jen. He, zoom, he zooms in on Cindy, which I was like, oh, okay. okay. But I was also super weirded out because I was like, are, are you, you related? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not, though. Pretty yeah. sure they're not. Cindy and Jen then decide to go for a walk. I will very briefly mention this scene where like they find an old abandoned house and Jen like hides and then jumps out at Cindy and is like, come, come on, on woman. woman. I haven't smelled pussy since they locked me up. <laughs> it's like, no, why are we doing this? Anyway, uh, yeah, that happens. But I will say the shots of the chakra are very beautiful. Very beautiful. It's very much just showing this landscape, which I'm like, okay, this I can handle. But Absolutely. like the purpose of it to like discover, are we discovering this house for a reason? Pero no es yeah. nada. It's literally no, it's just no, it's no nada. nada. Yeah, it's just a, like a jump scare moment that doesn't even land, honestly. Exactly. But we do on this walk come across an old abandoned church, which to reiterate what you're saying, this is a very cool location. Like this, yeah. this space that they found to film this movie is really impressive. Yeah. Really, really cool. So they sit outside the church and Cindy says, Nate suffered a lot when his grandfather died. His grandfather was his hero. It's what made Nate bitter because as we're discovering, Nate is a fucking douchey, stuck up asshole. Okay, he really so is. he really is. So we're discovering, okay, not only has a, a Cindy's dad died, but at some point in the past, Nate's grandpa died too, and Nate was super close with him. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's nighttime. Everyone is hanging around the kitchen table drinking wine when Jen and Cindy decide to get up to go take a shower. And Nate says, ooh, shower party. And Cindy's response Man, you're silly. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> yes, Eileen. Tell me. Uh, okay, let's move. Let's move. Let's move wait, on. <laughs> wait. <laughs> this young woman that plays this character. The way there, she does some choices that I was, I are very. I was like, okay, that's a choice. Yeah. Pero not only that, not was not only was this man, you're silly response infuriating, and I I wanted to throw my computer, but also right before this happens, we get I think for the fucking fifteenth time. Uh, Jen say, stop it, Nathan. Nathan, stop it. Stop it, Nathan. Nathan, wow. stop it. Did you I hear that? That she no. said stop it every I must have just like 
brother me Zoned estaba out. volviendo loca. Yo dije, ya, suficiente con el stop it. Anyways. I mean, honestly, though, stop it, Nathan. Honestly, you're awful. Everybody here needs to stop it. <laughs> stop it. So, okay, okay. So the, the gals get up to shower. Man, you're silly. And Mark shows Nate an engagement ring. He wants to propose to Cindy. But remember, Nate is into Cindy. So he says to Mark, that's so corny. You want to give her this cereal box ring? And I was just like, oh, God, this fucking guy is truly awful. So Nate walks away, and Mark accidentally drops the engagement ring, which lands at the bottom of a gated stairway. He finds the ring sitting in a small puddle of water, so he opens the gate and goes upstairs to don't. check out where this leak is coming from. Don't open that gate. Girl, and not at don't. fucking 10 p.m. in the middle Ew. of the fucking night. Don't go up those gated stairs, please. And upstairs, he finds a big puddle of dark water and something wrapped up in rags and chains. So he, uh, he unwraps this thing, and it's a doll. It looks like a voodoo doll, honestly. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't f- oh my god, don't Hello. T- touch this. If it's this. wrapped and has a chain around it, homie, go no. ahead and put that right back where yeah. you saw it Yeah, and walk swiftly away. Close that gate, forget it ever happened. Consider exactly. honestly leaving this house. Absolutely. Get your fucking girl Cindy, get in your Georgia Mustang, and fuck off. <laughs> and get out of here. And when he grabs this doll, he also has a vision of the man being tossed into the water. <gasps> okay. Ooh. Back down by the kitchen table, Mark shows everyone the doll. Because, of course, he's like, oh, now this is mine. I'm just going to take this and touch this and handle this and do everything with it. Great. Everybody touch it. Yeah, everybody touch it, kiss it, smell it. Let's play with it. Great. (laughs) And when Cindy sees the doll, she is freaked. Throw it far away, she says. Throw it far away. That's what I'm telling you. Word for word. Throw it far away. (laughs) Throw it far away. Mark goes outside to throw the doll far away. And upon first toss, it is, alas, not far away enough. At all. (laughs) So he picks it up and then tosses it into the small lake. Hmm. So that night, Cindy has a dream. In a silky white nightgown, she walks to the old church that we saw before. She hears someone call out, Cindy, I'm sorry. And then she steps into a dark puddle on the floor and she finds her father sitting in a chair. At least I assume this is her father. I mean, we're never really told, but I'm just guessing that it is. Please don't forget to mention the star of this film that is also here is the fog machine. It is. She is. She is present right now. Present. Flowing. Fabulous. Gorgeous. Doing a great job, honestly. (laughs) A great job. Filling the space the way she should. Like these actors can't, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is bad karma for me. Oh, <laughs> girl, be saying I'm, this shit. We are, we're never uh, getting a job ever oh again. God. So Cindy finds her father, question mark, sitting in a chair, and he <laughs> says, it shouldn't end like this. And then, boo, a chained hooded figure pops out and grabs her dad, and then it pops out and grabs her. So Cindy screams. She wakes up. It was all a nightmare. Or mm. was it? Because, a la Pet cemetery, her feet are covered with 
muddy, dark water. Mm. And it looks like blood. I was like, this looks like blood through the sheets. Like what? Yeah. This mud is not good mud. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> the next day, Cindy and Mark look through Cindy's dad's study. And Mark finds an old piece of paper that says that this farmland was a gift. Mm-hmm, says Cindy, as a payment of services rendered. The house was in the woods, and they lived off this land. Then Nate's grandfather brought everything off and put them here. In return, they would farm the land as a partnership. Okay? Okay, let me repeat this just so that I can try give it, give and... me Give me this through your lens. What, what did yeah, yeah, you yeah. just... Uh, great. This is what I this is what I heard and what I wrote down. I wrote, okay, so her dad lived on the land that the other dude's grandpa owned in exchange for working the land. Basically, I think the dad, Bob, <laughs> lived Bob. on this land. Nate's grandfather showed up and bought the land, but let everybody stay there in exchange for work. Okay, got it. It's later on, everyone drinks beer outside, and Mark asks Nate, what did your grandpa do? And Nate says, I guess an agribusiness popped up out here, and that's what brought him out here in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And then Jen seems to have, ha have had too much beer, so she goes inside. But as she's going inside, the camera kind of like zooms out. Was there somebody in a window? The, yes, there was. Okay, that was kind of creepy. Upstairs, somebody's watching. Yeah, and it yeah. had like the shape of like a, a something, person up something there. with a bag over their head. Yeah, I was like, and it's it's kind of like you're unsure enough that I was like, all right, that's unsettling. I, I found that yeah, kind of yeah, creepy. Yeah. So Jen goes to the bathroom and she fully vomits because she drank too much. And we hear chains nearby. She goes into the bedroom after vomiting and she spies a body under the sheets. So thinking it's Nate, she gets into bed with him, I think, hoping to have sex. And I was like, you just barfed, girl. I knew you would come back for your baby. <laughs> for me, I was just like, if somebody okay. said that to me, I'd be like, I'm throwing that baby outside. <laughs> I was just like, please, if we're going to, if we're going to, uh, sure, yeah, we can hook up, pero brush your Lavate teeth. La boca. Por favor. Por lo menos, like, gargle something. But yeah, like... gargle something, take a swig of water, algo, por favor. <laughs> pero, all of a sudden, everybody outside here is screaming, so they rush in. Jen is being attacked by sheets, but when everyone runs into the room, the sheets let her go, and she says, there was someone in here trying to smother me. Which is genuinely freaky. You know, if that, yeah, I would horrible, be like, oh, yeah. that's really scary. So Cindy goes to grab Jen water in the kitchen, you know, being like, calm down, you need some water. Pero Mark comes into the kitchen and Cindy tells Mark, look, I'm scared. And he says, oh, Jen just had a breakdown, which I was like, a breakdown? This again is like a word that did not translate very well because I was like, that's too extreme. And not only that, not only that, Cindy goes, because <laughs> Beth shows up. Do you remember this? It's literally yeah. just like, ah. Uh, I wrote, Beth, you rascal. <laughs> so you rascal, Beth, Beth, the rascal has shown up. Uh, and, you know, Cindy and Mark are like, oh my gosh, Beth, you rascal. Somebody just <laughs> tried to choke Jen. 
And Beth is fully like, oh, great. I'll be on my way. Bye. Girl, when I say, <laughs> when I tell you, they're like, somebody try to choke Jen. Choke her? Well, time to go. It's <laughs> <was> like, Beth. <laughs> Beth. Beth is like, I don't want to know. I don't, don't want to hear. I don't need to know. I don't want to know a damn thing. See no. you guys later. My ADR Adios. lady is in the other room. <laughs> she is waiting for me. We're going to have some dinner. Her and uh, I. Maybe and do some Shakespearean sonnets. Pero <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Cindy Christ. does this like awkward, you know, head nod suggesting that a Mark walk Beth home, which he does. At Beth's house, we notice that she has one of those Blair Witch dolls on her front door not dolls like little stick figure kind of thing sticks yeah and mark and beth sit around beth's kitchen table drinking chamomile tea because it's good for the nerves said says beth (laughs) and beth says what do you know about cindy and this land and mark (laughs) and mark says bob which i wrote here Dad? The dad? Who's Bob? (laughs) Uh, Bob (sighs) acquired this land for the commune, and Nate's grandpa was the owner. They were in business together. Agribusiness. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't. I could not deal with this delivery. How he's like, they were in business together. Agribusiness. Oh no, what's happening? Ah. So Mark looks around and he sees a bunch of like family photos, all photoshopped to the max. The worst Photoshop there has ever been is Mm. these pictures. Also, it's very confusing because you see so much of them. And one of the people in the photos is Cindy and she's pregnant and she's got some random guy standing next to her. And I'm like, what is, who is this guy with hands on her belly? Why is she pregnant? Is that her dad? Who is that guy? Why is Cindy here? And why was she here before? Why was she pregnant? Oh, right. We live in these photos long enough where all these questions are like uh, rolling through your brain until Mark finally is like, or Beth is like, doesn't she look exactly like her mother? No, she like, does not even say that here. She says that it's Cindy. She says it's Cindy. Wait, I swear Jonathan. to you. Yes, let me continue. So let me, uh, okay, I, okay. I literally, later on in this thing, I wrote, I'm so confused. Girl, so, okay. Now, obviously, so, as am I. <laughs> <laughs> so as Mark is looking at these like Photoshopped photos, he finds like a little like, urn i called it an urn they call it a a vase which he grabs which i was like rude don't be touching my shit in my house and beth fully grabs the urn back and she's like you have no respect for our beliefs and this is where mark is like is that cindy and these photos because he's looking at these fucking photoshopped pictures of cindy and these men and beth says yes she fully says yes and she she says could she mean the pregnant belly that that's Cindy in the belly. Oh, interesting. Maybe that's what it is. That's not clear enough, though. That's not clear oh, enough. Oh, absolutely fucking not. How are we supposed to know that he's like pointing at the belly? I don't think I know that. I don't think that's clear enough. Anyway. I also, wait, hold on. I just want to go back very quickly because when he grabs the urn and Beth freaks out, 
<laughs> she says, you're always sticking your nose into other people's business. And I'm like, ma'am, you met him 30 minutes ago. <laughs> she just knows him so well. Since I've known you. <laughs> when I met you 30 minutes ago, I knew. <laughs> So fucking Beth is like, yes, that's Cindy in that picture. I know her father protected her, but you can't ever be too safe from the drowned, she says here. And we also get this weird edit cut. Did you notice that? Where like the shot. They didn't what is that? cut that out. They said that was a mistake. Y'all, come on. Come on. Adam then shows up. And he sees that Mark is looking at this picture and he's like, uncanny resemblance, huh? That's Caroline, Cindy's mother, about this picture. So I wrote here oh, okay. in parentheses, so it's not Cindy. <laughs> How does this tie in? I am so confused. I literally wrote here, is Cindy evil? I was just so confused. I was like, I also, oh, she's, she's she the bad brought one. them here. Yeah. She orchestrated all this. I'm going to spoil it for you now. That's not the case, everybody. That not is not true. the case. No. Nope. But in my head, I was like, oh, Cindy's evil. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Mark then says, what about this guy? And he points at another guy in this picture. That's William, says Beth. He's dead. He wants revenge. Revenge! Drake. It's all his fault. And I was like, who? Girl, Who's I also, Drake? I also was like, who the fuck is Drake? Like, Canadian rapper Drake? <laughs> the reveal. Imagine if it were fucking Drake here in this movie. Drake comes out and he's like, God's plan. <laughs> I was, look, you can't just throw a name out like this and be like, oh, now I know who he is. Yeah, Drake. I fucking know Drake. I don't know sure. who this is. I don't know who this Drake? is. Anyway, Adam walks Mark home. And on their walk, Mark says, hey, look, there's weird shit going on. Scarecrows, puddles, <laughs> that doll I found. <laughs> <laughs> wow that stuff is real weird guys scarecrows puddles that doll i found those are it's such the puddles weird things. for me puddles. puddles puddles i keep seeing puddles man uh, what is going puddles. on but adam says doll bob did some witchcraft to protect cindy what did you do with the doll and mark says I threw it far away into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam is shocked. He says, whatever you're doing here, finish it fast. It's not safe for Cindy here anymore. <laughs> so Adam heads off. And Mark here says, fuck, which I had to rewind this, mo this moment 10 times. I don't know why. But so he says, fuck. But the way he says it, it's just like, fuck. Oh, my God. That I have another I Mark line. Uh, <laughs> I have a Mark line that I rewound over and over. It comes later. I'll tell you uh, when it happens. Uh, Mark. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Mark says, fuck. And then Adam heads off and grabs a pool net. <laughs> this is what this is called. A pool net, like the one of those yes. long poles with the net on the yeah. end. 
yeah. to try to fish out this doll from this. Now, it's a small lake, but it's still a fucking lake. And he only <laughs> scoops right in one, the area one, by the dock. Senor, <laughs> this is not a good plan. <laughs> However, I will say this. So he's, you know, pool netting this lake and he hears chains rattle. And then the drowned pops up and grabs him, and it genuinely scared me. I jumped. I jumped. I jumped too. <laughs> it really scared Because I'll me. say this we've seen the drowned a little bit back and forth. I think at this point, we haven't had like a good look at no. him yet. Mm-hmm. But the drowned guy, the drowned, that's his yeah. name, yeah. he is actually pretty decent looking. I agree 100%. A frightening. Creature, if you will, you know, yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's it's scary looking, and I like also. It's like Jaws; you just like get like little suggestions here and there, which makes it extra awful. And even the reveal at the end, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll take it. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. So, pobrecito, el Adam was attacked by the drowned. So Mark makes it back to the farm just as Cindy is heading out for a run. And at this point, I was fully suspicious of Cindy for absolutely no reason. Yeah, absolutely we, no reason. Because of those pictures that fucking. Because of the pictures. I was like, Cindy's Beth's evil. Uh-huh. She's not, everybody. And during her run, Cindy finds Adam dead. And he genuinely looks horrible. Pretty horrible. His eyes were all white. Pretty yeah. fucking gross. And he looks yeah. like gray. I was like, yes. this looks good. Yeah. yeah, this was good. This was good. So everyone comes to check it out and they assumed he drowned. So Jen mm. heads back to the house to pack her shit up because she wants to leave while Cindy, Mark, and Nate go to tell Beth about, you know, the fact that Adam's dead. Yeah. At Beth's, when they say they need to call the police, Beth grabs the phone, the phone and she throws it to the floor, destroying it. And she says, why the police? They never get here in time. And to Nate, she says, don't you know the story? Your grandfather never told you. You know who killed Adam. We're all dead. He's taken by a deep hatred. He won't stop until he gets his revenge. The drowned. No one can help you. So dramatic. So dramatic. Beth's clearly no help, so they get the fuck out of there. Everyone regroups at the house. The phone is dead, so they can't call for help. Jen starts to pack up her shit when Nate comes in saying that they need to be there for Cindy. And Jen screams, she's all you care about. We all know you're into Cindy. And I just wrote here, who cares? I wrote this drama right now. I mean, It doesn't matter. It does not matter. So Cindy and Nate try to con- console Jen, and she screams, Go fuck yourselves. In the subtitles, it says liar. I don't think she said liar. No, she says la. She says, Go fuck yourselves. Whoa, okay. Ugh. So la pobre Jen, she storms off, and Nate follows, but then they come back in, and they tell Mark that someone fucked up their tire. So they all go outside, a tire is flat, and it's their spare, because remember, at the top, they had to change the tire. So, oh, right. That's true. Yeah. So they can't that. leave is the point now. They can't go anywhere. Yeah. I thought I was so confused here. Everybody just storms off and kind of does their own thing. And I was like, OK, I'm, I'm confused. Mark goes inside and I think he just fully passes out. 
And then he's startled awake by a crash of thunder. He then turns on a flashlight, which I was like, why? Is the power out? What's happening? Dude. And, and he follows a dark puddle trail and wet footsteps into the study where the beam of his flashlight quickly reveals the drowned creepily standing in the corner, but then it's gone. And this, I was like, ugh. Creepy. That was fucking creepy. Yeah. So water is dripping from some old books, which all of a sudden these books fall to the ground. Mark opens one of the books and finds old newspaper clippings from the Daily Sentinel. Daily was spelled incorrectly. <gasps> I didn't notice that. Oh, it was, no. It was double L. Oh, guys. Unless there's like an old timey way of spelling daily that I don't know, but it I was spelled double so. L. So these newspaper clippings say bizarre religious community settled on the lands of abandoned farm. And then we get another newspaper clipping. Alternative community was a front for drug farming. Ooh. Another newspaper clipping. Cocaine priest missing. Father William Roney. Followers deny any knowledge of drug something, 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 because you can't quite see in the article. Did you see in the middle newspaper how it said something, something, Nathan Drake? No, I did not catch that. Okay, was Nathan like, Drake. Nathan Drake. There we go. And also William Roney. I was like, okay, we've heard the, the name William before. This uh -huh. is what Beth has mentioned him. Right. And I'm pretty sure she mentioned that William was somebody who was killed, is the drowned, who uh -huh. is the person that was thrown into the lake at the top. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I think. Jeez. Behind Mark, we see the drown standing there in the dark. And then when Mark runs to tell everyone what he has found, some muddy letters on the floor spell out Nate. I thought it said hate. Oh, <laughs> I think it said Nate. Well, but it I could said, say hate. I wrote, did it say This movie Nate? is called Deep Hatred. That's true. And I wrote, did it say Nate or hate? Because it was so particularly CGI, this like, yes. blood, or not blood, mud. Yeah, this, dark water. This dark this water. substance. Correct. That I was like, it could be Nate or hate. I mean, either way, it works fine. Listen. I feel like Nate really... does make more sense. <laughs> I'm going to say hate also makes sense in this film. It makes sense. But like if if you lis listeners, if you want to sit down and watch this film, let us know on Twitter. Send us an email. Was it Nate? Nate or hate. Was it hate? Nate or hate. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark goes and tells Nate that Nate, that he is the one who is in danger, not Cindy. And he shows mm. Nate the newspaper clipping. And Nate says, lies, all lies. My grandpa was an honorable man. So I was like, Nate, did you already know about this fucking situation? It sure seems like you knew about this. Right. It's because he's saying lies, lies. Like, I don't, I don't know. But just then, they hear chains. They run outside, and in the pool, they find that little doll that Mark threw far away. <laughs> and then behind <laughs> them, we see the drowned walk into the house, but the guys don't see it. So mm. Nate and Mark then run to the car which I don't know why. Why are you running to the car? And then they say, let's get this fucker and end this. And I was like, how do they know somebody is out here? Who what are they fucker? talking about? Why are they all of a sudden convinced that it's the drowned now? 
And Ow. also, like, not for nothing, but Nate is inside being like, my grandpa's an honorable man. You sound like that old hag, Beth. And then three seconds later, he is like fully, he's like, I'm ready to kill somebody, bitch. And I'm like, well, the, what Why? is it? Are you, you're either skeptical of this or you're full. I, I don't understand. It's too fast, too much. They're running around too much. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want right now. I don't yeah. know where you're going. Uh, We're back <laughs> inside the house now. And Jen, who everybody's just sleeping. They're just like chilling. Jen, wow. who has been asleep. Why? She wakes <laughs> up when she hears chains rattling. So she follows the sound. And also, then we're welcome back, back to the main stage. Our gal, the fog machine. The <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a great job. She's so consistent. Yeah, totally. And then so we're back outside the house by the car with Mark and Nate. And Mark falls. I don't know why. His flashlight rolls by a pipe, which I was like, was that the murder weapon from the top that they used to hit oh, the drowned they, with? Oh, smashed the guy yeah. on the head on. And then Nate is attacked by something we don't see. Okay. Back inside, Jen finds Cindy, who is having a nightmare. And in the nightmare, Cindy is back in her silky white nightgown going into the church again. Her dad appears and says, I just wanted you to be safe. I had no idea it was going to end this way. And yet again, he's attacked by the drowned. But then back in bed, Cindy having this nightmare, we see that dark water begins to ooze by her feet. And Jen is there. She turns Cindy on her side because Cindy is having a seizure. Like she's fully foaming at the mouth. And I was and I had completely forgotten about nobody goes to get a pill. Nobody remembers like, oh, shit. Remember how this girl is epileptic? Right. Like mm -hmm. nada. It, the, it's never said again after we see the fucking little bottle in the in the medicine cabinet. Yeah. So when she starts convulsing, I'm like. Is she possessed? Like, what's going right. on? Is she doesn't have to be epileptic to have these visions. She's no. having nightmares. I don't understand. I just, I don't. I, I feel like maybe they're like, how do we add a sense of urgency to this? Sure. Okay. Have her have an epileptic spell. And it's like, but what's the urgency in that? I mean, there is urgency to like, help her pero no tiene nada uno que ver uno con el otro and also to like add on to what you said give us a little bit more here and there sprinkled throughout like hey have you taken your pills uh have you, you not feeling? been taking your pills you know shit like that or when she starts convulsing oh shit it's remember her pills her pills. Cindy is having a very of uh, something that happens to her all the time. An epileptic moment. Let's fix it. And as her friends, we should probably be aware of this and know how to help her. Well, they do turn her on her side, which remember back in the day, <laughs> back in uh, uh, Los Parecidos, I talked about the rules for <laughs> uh, seizures and uh, turn them on the side. Don't put anything in their mouth. Interesting that we did just talk about this not too mm -hmm. long ago. Yeah, and here it shows up again. So at least Jen is trying to trying to help her out, knows what's up, at least a little yeah. bit. But then we're back in Cindy's dream. And a man in a white robe, which I was like, William? I think this is William. The dude, this is the drowned, the dude who was killed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He slices into his hand with a knife and he fills a little clay urn with blood, very similar to the one that Mark saw in Beth's house that she was pissed at him for grabbing. 
And this dude in this vision hides this urn in a wall, which he bricks up. Jen then runs to get help for Cindy, who is still seizing, but she is attacked by the drowned, who chokes her with a chain. And this is where you get, like, more of the reveal of him. And I was like, okay, yeah. he's pretty creepy. And also, too, um, the way he murders people is with a chain. It's like yeah, pretty, that's pretty awful. Horrible. Although yeah. this uh, <laughs> Jen's uh, choking acting was suspect. Left something Much to be desired, to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so cindy comes to from her seizure she goes to look for the guys but all of a sudden they jump out they scare her everybody regroups but they can't find jen however they do see a dark water trail leading outside so they all go outside and i refuse to write the scene down but basically the line stop this madness is uttered here and i wrote yes please stop this stop the madness, madness. <laughs> anyway cindy and nate go to look for jen in the dark mark heads back to beth's house to see if jen went there at this moment when mark enters beth's house he says jen but then beth like breezes by weirdly and he goes whoa beth Listen, Beth, <sighs> you're a rascal. I wrote, Beth, she you creep. Is. You little creepy rascal. It was you just creepy rascal, Beth. This delivery was so strange. Jen, whoa, Beth, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Jen is not there. And then we then switch to Nate and Cindy's search for Jen. And Cindy tells Nate that he should give Jen a chance. And he says, maybe you're right. After all, my favorite isn't available. And he grabs her hand and I was like, not the time, my dude. Now? <laughs> now a warning? <laughs> but not even just him being like, oh, my, my favorite isn't available, which I was like, available? Ugh. Ugh. Cindy is also super chill and casual at this point. Like, <laughs> you should give Jen a chance. Your friend is missing. The stakes are higher than this. And then he grabs her hand I and the way can't. she's like, no, hey, this can't. Hey, remember, we're here for Jen. Remember? Of course I remember. She's <laughs> missing. And I, again, I wrote here, are you related? Which they're not, but I was still <laughs> confused. I was still fucking confused. Uh, okay. We're back at Beth's. Beth tells Mark, the drowned is free and wants to avenge his death. He was going to denounce old Drake, which again, I wrote, who? And then she <laughs> continues, Will, who I wrote here, who is Will? Is that the dad? No, the dad is Bob. William. So I was like, okay. Yes, William. So she says, William refused to accept that our commune was a front for drug farming. He ended up being thrown into the lake. Adam and Cindy's father didn't do anything to help him. Do you understand now? Which I wrote, no. I wrote no also because I forgot. I was like, I literally wrote, who is Adam? Okay. I <laughs> I also had that in my notes. I was like, does she mean Nathan? I, cause I, I also <laughs> wrote down at the end of this speech of hers, I was like, who is Adam? <laughs> 
But I will tell you, I will tell you, I will remind you who Adam is. Let me just finish what she says here. So yeah, she yeah, says, yeah, yeah. we all betrayed him. We were all seduced by the old man's scheme. When William found out about it, which I was like, what is it? The drugs? The scheme. Yes, sure. He was incriminated by Nathan Drake. Okay, so let's go back. Mm-hmm. Adam is Beth's friend, the you yeah. know, quote unquote country guy who died, was attacked <laughs> right. by the 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 the, the, drowned. the drowned. But she says here, Adam and Cindy's father didn't do anything to help William. So I was like, are Adam and Cindy brother and sister? This line was literally said. No. <laughs> no, they're not. But this is not clear enough. You can't say that line. Adam and Cindy's father didn't do anything to help him. I I was so lost in the woods right now. But okay. William was killed, was ordered killed by Drake, Nathan's grandfather. Uh-huh. The commune, including uh-huh. Adam's dad, Cindy's dad, did nothing about it. Oh, fuck. What did not I fuck Adam's, up? Not Adam's dad, just Adam. <laughs> Honestly, Girl. it does not matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But, but at least we Adam know is who in Adam on it is. too. He's dead mm-hmm. anyway, you know. Yeah. So, but what is he though? Anyways, so <laughs> when Beth says that uh, William was incriminated by Nathan Drake, Mark says, "Oh, that's why Nathan is in danger." However, there must be a way to stop him, meaning the drowned. And Beth says. Cindy's father could keep them away, but the gates have been opened by you. And Mark says, the, the doll. doll. <laughs> That's the line that I wrote down that I was like, why did he say it that way? The doll. The doll. <laughs> and Beth continues, the ritual made it so that his soul will never leave this place. I taught him how to use his hatred to keep him here. I was in love, and I didn't want to lose him. You have to free him. He's trapped. The receptacle that contains William's soul must be broken. And then Mark takes a peek at the urn he saw before. He gets it. He's got to go find that urn. I love that he gets it because I was like, so why doesn't he just grab that urn and chuck it? Because I thought she was saying that that urn was his. Was the one. That Mm -hmm. was the soul. Well, they look different because her urn that she's got there on her mantle is white. And the one that we saw in the vision looks like a clay pot. A small clay pot. Yeah. So it's all Beth's fault then. Yes. Beth did like a, a ritual or something. Or taught him to do the ritual, and she's yes. like, I taught him to use his hatred to stay here forever because I loved him? Beth, what is going on, honey? Beth, amor, I don't know. I, you I... rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody regroups at the house. There's still no Jen. And Mark says, the only way to stop the drowned is to break the clay or vase, urn, whatever. And Cindy says, I know where the vase is. And off they go into the woods because remember, Cindy has been seeing this shit in her visions. Okay. As they walk toward the church, they come across Beth, hanged with a broken 
urn at her feet, her broken urn that she right. had on her mantle, which I which I thought here suicide or was she killed? I don't know because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> did so okay. So if if we're saying that these urns are holding people's souls, yes, did she smash her urn? And kill herself? Did she kill why herself? Did she, why? What does the urn? Why would she put her soul into an urn anyway? Like, doesn't it have to do with deep hatred? Maybe that was what she was. I, I don't know. And I, we will. And we don't. And I don't know if after she gave like this confession of like, I taught him how to do this. I showed him to use the hatred to stay here forever. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe her vase, vase that she has on her mantle was her way that after she died, that she was going to stay in this place. Or sure. Or keep her and William connected in some way. Maybe. Or something like that. I don't fucking know. Anyway, we're so close to the end. Let's just get to the end, everybody. <laughs> so La Pobre Beth is dead. She also, like, this. her face, they do the same kind of, like, white eyes to her yeah. that they do to Adam. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. It does look good. Spooky. So they finally make it to the church, and they when they walk in, <laughs> the drowned kind of like pops up from the dark. And then blinks. Did you see him go blink, 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 blink? I was like, <laughs> no! Oh my God, I, I uh, rewound it three different times because he's oh like, God. hello, blink, 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 blink. blink. <laughs> I, I just, I was like, God, he's adorable. Like that he's little a- like pop up, I'm like, look at you, you're so cute. So and also, he there. only has one eye out, so it's not mm-hmm. like a blink, blink with two eyes. It's just one eye going wink, 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 wink. Hey, so it's just, it's just winking at sweet. you. Yeah, he actually. I was like, you look adorable. Oh, drowned. <laughs> so Mark and Cindy go into the room where Cindy knows the urn is stashed, but Nate stays behind because he has found a necklace on the floor. I assume this belonged to Jen. I I don't know. Mm. And then by a nearby window, he sees someone walk by and assuming it's Jen, he follows. Back in the urn room with Cindy and Mark, Mark pulls out the urn from the wall. But just then, Cindy has another seizure. Mark tries to help and is about to smash the urn when he's attacked and pinned to the wall. Meanwhile, back with Nate. He finds Jen on the floor and she looks dead, but all of a sudden she wakes up. She is dead. She's dead, but he has like, she's like reanimated for a moment where she like spits up blood and she says, what's wrong, Nate? Don't you love me? So Nate freaks out. He stumbles away, but he's attacked by the drowned who chokes him to death with the chains. Back with Cindy, poor thing having this seizure, Mark is now attacked by the drowned who chokes him from behind with his chains. (laughs) Mark is like, Flailing his little his little, his little legs. leggies, he's just like the, like the urn is so close, and he's just like oh kick it kick. So he's flailing <laughs> flailing his little leggies at the urn. He's finally able to give it a good kick, and it smashes against the wall in a goopy mess. Cindy's seizure suddenly ends; it's over, and then the drown disappears in a puff of smoke. So Mark and Cindy stumble out of the church into the night 
great, you did it. <laughs> the next day, Mark and Cindy put up a for sale sign. They get into the car, which now is somehow fixed. Sure, okay, whatever. And what about Let's your dead on. friends? Oh, no, we're leaving. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> and in the car, Mark put something into Cindy's hand. And I just wrote here, not the ring. Why now? And yes, it's the ring, everybody. It's the ring. So Cindy grabs this engagement ring. She smiles at Mark. But. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, I wish you could all just see the way Eileen's face just dropped. <laughs> so, okay. We see Mark's face and something funky happens to one of his eyes. And then we get a quick flashback of basically the entire movie. It was Mark the whole time. So I think he got possessed. Your face right now, I can't. I think he got possessed when he found the doll wrapped up in the rags and the chains. And basically, he was the one who killed everyone. He was the one who, like, took the ear out of the tire. But how? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense at all. I was baffled. When I tell you, I... Again, like I said earlier, my brow was the furthest it's ever been because the flashes we get of him like doing the things that the drowned did, I guess, like he we see him like poke a hole in the wheel of the car, I guess. Or like, like let the air out. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Of the, of the sort. So I was like, so is he putting on the bag and the chains and the things? Are they in cahoots together? Like what is I you literally? Not- I don't understand either. I don't know. I don't understand if it's if it's him and the drowned, but you literally see him put the, the like sack head the over, sack his, over head, his head like it's a costume. I don't I don't understand. But the what we're what we're being told here at the end is that it was Mark all the time. But I do believe that like he was. So-called like possessed by and that's why that the thing drowned. flows into his eye. Yeah, I guess so. But again, this does not make sense. This is not a good twist. So Cindy looks at Mark. She's afraid. He starts the car and they speed away. Fin de la película. Or <laughs> fin du filme. Fin du filme. Fin du filme. Fin du filme. So this is what I got for Nossa you at the end. Senora. Okay. This is what I've got for you at the end here. Okay. And we already kind of went through this. Nate's grandfather, Drake, had William killed because mm-hmm. William didn't want to continue the drug front and no one from the commune did anything. And that's why William wants revenge. Yes? I mean, I guess. But then, like, is this commune a cult? Like, it's it was Cindy's dad the leader of said cult? Why is Beth a witch and teaching people to do rituals and shit like that. Yeah. Mark even says to Beth at one point in the movie, like your dad looks like a leader when Uh he, when he sees the, uh, when he sees a picture of him, but also like you would think that would be the case with these um, Blair witch statues everywhere, everywhere, but that's to ward away evil spirits. But also Beth refers to the drowned as them before. Like there might be a number of them, not just one. So I'm like, Are there a bunch of evil spirits out here? It's just too many questions here at the end. 
it's absolutely you never will never get them and it's and we'll never know agreed so let's just get into trivia okay (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk very quickly about bandera oito who were the people that made the score for this film they're very like i i like that they were very featured as like we are Bandeira Oito. But yeah. I went to their website and they have a bunch of movies that they've done uh, uh, scores for, soundtracks, uh, most of them films, I believe. Uh, funnily enough, the one that is not included in their list is this film. Hey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But in their about, says here, the music production company Bandeira Oito, having over 20 film tracks to its credit, started its activities in 2006. It was created by Fabio Mondego, Fael Mondego, and Marco Tomazo to sign the soundtrack of the movie Meu Nome Não É Johnny. Hey! Hey! <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> In, in partnership with the film's director, Mauro Lima. This movie received, among other awards, Best Original Soundtrack from the Brazilian Academy of Cinema. Very cool. The industry's doors were open and the work started. Quote, we enjoy the art of transforming and enriching the scenes through music. It is a pleasure to watch how the soundtrack helps to bring smiles and tears to an audience how it amplifies emotions in a movie theater. This is our job. And then it says, we're glad you came by, which I thought was sweet. Love that. And there's a picture of, it says there are three of them, but it's only two of them here. And they're very handsome fellas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Next, let's talk about Marcela Marques. Uh, who is our one Brazilian actress in this film, well, besides Beth. So I found an article on socialbauru.com.br written by Gabriela Gomes on January 22nd, 2019, titled Atriz é Primeira Bauruense a Estrelar um Filme de Terror Norte-Americano, which means mm. actress is the first Bauruense, which is somebody from Bauru, which is an area in Sao Paulo, I believe, um, to star in a horror, f- an, a North American horror film. So it says here that Marcela Marques will be the first Baur- Bauruense to star in a horror film. She was born in Cidade Lanche, uh, and she entered the world of acting at seven years old. But her hobby turned into a passion, and this young Bauruense started uh, acting school in Curso Livre de Teatro Paulo Neves in Bauru. And it was in this curso that her passion for art was fed. Hmm. In 2013, she moved to Sao Paulo, and there she had a chance to take more classes and go to the theater school of Celia Helena where she also studied 
in the school of Wolf Maya, the the Brazilian director responsible for novelas like Cuabancan e O Amor Está No Ar on Rede Globo, which if you cool. if you know Brazil, Rede Globo is like the channel. It is mm-hmm. like NBC. Mm, <laughs> and would it be like NBC? Sure. ABC, sure. one of those. Mm-hmm. A big one. Yeah. So in 2016, she got a big opportunity to have an audition at a North American university. And she got a scholarship for school. And she says, during that time, my family wasn't in the in the conditions for me to be able to live in the exterior. So I had to go back to Brazil. And ever since then, my objective was to work and to save money so I can uh so I can take advantage of the opportunity. And I did, which is very nice. And then she went to study in Florida where she sent some of her material to a producer. And in 2018, she received the invite to audition for this horror film. And guess what? She passed. And then she was cast in Deep Hatred. Good for her. So after the experience, she was like... it was a lot of learning and it really reinforced her passion for working in film. It says here, she interprets Jennifer, a young woman that moved to the United States at 10 years old with a family. We, that was never said in this movie. Never said in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and finally, it says here her big plans for the future is espero poder ser uma atriz bem sucedida, aprender cada dia mais e ser muito feliz, which means I hope to be a very successful actress, learn every day, and be very happy. You know what, Marcela? We wish you the best. Um, Absolutely. Now let's quickly talk about Phil. Miller or Myler or Miller, because this Mm -hmm. lovely actor played Adam, uh, (laughs) our Georgia guy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It says here in his Wikipedia film, Myler is a Brazilian actor and an internationally awarded voice actor. He's worked for a lot of uh, a lot of voices in Brazilian cartoons and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure he does like the dubbed voice of a lot of these cartoons of like American cartoons coming to Brazil. Sure. But also very cool. He has been in a lot of American television. So for example, he's been in a show called Scorpion that was on CBS. He was on Brooklyn nine, nine, which the minute I saw the clip on of him in Brooklyn nine, nine, I was like, I've seen this episode a thousand times and I, and it's you, Phil, you're here. Oh, he was in Parks and Rec. Wow. Okay. Amazing. That's that's kind of cool. Um, but he was a voice in Rio, the movie, the remember that cartoon movie where all the birds, the parrots, and they all the Brazil. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in Rio and Rio too. So that's pretty nice. cool. So the man is working like he literally has a fucking shit ton of credits on IMDb. So way to go, Phil. And then my final piece of trivia is. In the special thanks at the very end of the credits, there is a thanks to Capel Furman, who is one of the directors of Skull, A Mascara do Anyanga, 
I knew that name was familiar. Yeah. Because I saw it run by and I was like, that, I know this name. I've heard it. We've said it before in the pod, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense because Capel Furman, Capel Furman, Capel Furman, I don't know how to say his name, whether it's either or, but he is like incredibly talented special effects artist. If you guys listen to our skull episode, you'll like, we are so impressed by the monster because he's so mm-hmm. goopy and horrible. Yeah. And I think that makes sense to this monster that we see in this film. Like, I bet you, he probably was consulted at some point to sure, see, make sure. it look good. So that makes a little bit of sense. Nice. Um, yeah. I knew I, I knew that was familiar. Yeah, totally. Good catch. Uh, so anyways, so I thought that was cool. That's the end of my trivia. I love it. I love when we do those little tiebacks where we're like, we've actually, yeah, we have these connections with in Uikyorror. All right. Here is my trivia for today. I just wanted to point out that co-writer Fernando Alonso also played Killer 2. I assume this was one of the guys who dumped William into the lake at the top. So I found a YouTube interview. Uh, The channel on YouTube is called Dead Talk Live. And so this was with the directors Daniela and Ale and also the actors who played Mark and Cindy. By the way, their names are... Mark's name is Jeremy Sless. And Cindy's name is... Sarah Drust. Drust. Sarah Drust. First of all, this interview is like over a half hour long. So if you want to watch it, it's quite lengthy. So Daniela says about the significance of the water that the water, funnily enough, that we were like, the fog machine was another character. Daniela says that the water is supposed to be like the extra character in this film. And Ale (laughs) adds that the water is an emotional element in the film. It represents a bad, hateful, dark emotion, which makes sense in this movie called Deep Hatred. Mm. The actress who played Cindy, Sarah Drust, said that or her boyfriend, I don't know if this is current boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, but at the time her boyfriend actually had epilepsy. So that's how she has seen him have his seizures. So that's how she learned to do that is what she said. Mm -hmm. Ale actually reached out to Daniela asking for help directing this movie and they had apparently worked together previously. So Daniela was like, absolutely, I will work for work, work with you. And apparently Ale is an avid horror film lover, while Daniela not so much. So to prepare for the film, she watched a bunch of horror movies. Nice. Okay, now let's talk about drug farming. So I found this from OpenSocietyFoundations.org. What is drug farming? The cultivation of drug crops such as opium poppy, coca, and cannabis is a vital source of economic and physical security for poor, marginalized, and vulnerable communities in the global south. International drug control strategies that have targeted cultivators with violent state coercion and eradication strategies have fueled displacement, ecological damage, and land poverty, while exacerbating existing problems of malnutrition and infectious disease. Such approaches have proved particularly counterproductive in conflict contexts, where an assumed nexus between drug revenues and the financing of terrorism and insurgency has undermined prospects for peace and stability. It does not sound good, and I just thought it would be important to explore 
what exactly this might mean to people who live in these specific countries. Totally. I also wanted to mention that our cinematographer's name is Jeje Porciolu. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. And Jeje, you did a great job. Looked uh, great. This looked great. Great cinematography. Love the aerial shots. You nailed it. Now let's talk about one of our directors, Ale Mikado. So I found this. I feel like I'm saying the Mikado. Like, have you heard of that <laughs> that operetta, the Mikado? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have. Uh, <laughs> so this is from the moviedb.org. So it says here that Ale was born in São Paulo. It either was July 8th of 73 or August. 7th of 73 which means that oh, yeah, she would they either do be flip it in brazil yeah the first one that appeared was 7 8 73 which would mean that she is a cancer, cancer. uh-huh or maybe a leo it's possible okay so it says here, Ale Mikado is a trans woman director, writer, and producer, graduated in fine arts at University of Sao Paulo with a master's degree in interactive narratives at the same university. Ale is founder and partner of 44 Tunes, one of the most important animation studios in Brazil, which is very Whoa, cool. cool. Ale is president of the Brazilian Association of Animation Companies and collaborated for the creation of many projects that made the art of animation grow in Brazil. Her career started in 1996, launching the adventure game, game The Shinx Enigma. Is that supposed to be Sphinx? It says Shinx, The Shinx Enigma, one of the best-selling games in Brazil to present day. Wow. Very cool. Working as a game designer and film director at the same time, Ale has directed many award-winning shorts such as Killer Lasagna, Ozma, <laughs> The Heel of the Loaf, and the controversial D on Ice, which I looked up and apparently it's like a kind of, a, not saucy, like a, a controversial take on the history of Disney. Oh, so I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. She is the creator, Killer director, and lasagna. showrunner. <laughs> I know, what a great title. <laughs> uh. She is the creator, director, and showrunner of the animated series Newbie and the Disaster Knots and Ozma, the first slice of the loaf. <laughs> this is so cute. I know, I love these titles. Ale's first feature film was launched in 2017, the animation Gadget Gang in Outer Space. And since 2017, Ale began to direct live-action films. In 2021, the comedy Just Short of Perfect was released on Netflix and conquered hmm. the top 10 position in many countries and became one of the most watched movies uh, in, in Portuguese, I guess. It says in a non-English language. Wow. So I did find this other interesting thing, and... I guess it's kind of shady for me to include this, but I found it interesting. And we all got to start somewhere, everybody. We okay. all got to start somewhere. So I found this from TheGuardian.com. This was written by Amelia Tate, January 28th of 2021. And it says here, It is hard to describe what happens 24 minutes into ratatouing. Not ratatouille. Ratatouing. An animated children's movie from 2007. Four unnerving rats, one with a handlebar mustache, another in pearls, begin to jump up and down and grunt in a restaurant in order to alarm the human clientele. La 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 la. They sort of sing while dancing. <laughs> sort of sing. 
Uh, what? I'm very confused as to where this is going. Oh, uh, yeah. Then they do the can-can and shout, ha, 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 before making ghostly noises. Ratatouille is not, it is safe to say, a good movie. It is barely even an acceptable movie. It was created in just four months by Brazilian animation studio Vídeo Brinquedo. What does that mean, Brinquedo? Toy? Uh, toy. Vídeo Brinquedo to, re- to be released in the same month as Ratatouille, the restaurant and rat-themed film that went on to win Pixar the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. I don't have regrets, but I'm not proud of it, says Ale McHado, one of Ratatouille's producers. She says, Vídeo Brinquedo had a budget of just 75,000 pounds, because this is the Guardian oh from my. UK, to script, cast, animate, and score each movie she worked on. These included The Little Cars, released the same year as Pixar's Cars, <laughs> And Little B, released two years after DreamWorks' B-movie. Ratatouille's budget, by comparison, was 112 million pounds. Wow. I was young and needed to produce some films, says the 37-year-old from Sao Paulo, meaning Ale Mercado. I thought, I have plenty of ideas, but okay, I need to pay my bills. Oof, Ale, I feel that. I feel that. Absolutely. The movies Mikado helped to create are mockbusters, films that ride on the coattails of blockbusters. Now, this article is lengthy, 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 lengthy. You know, there's been like Disney has tried to sue, but also it's not a good idea to sue because then it brings attention to the mockbuster. Uh, I believe that some of these films have even been, been sold in Walmart here in the United States. Like, it's very involved. The film world that, like, takes and does like parody work and like that kind of shit that to precisely to make money off of the very popular or like uh mm-hmm. a blockbustery film bitch there is some parent out there that's like i can't take you to go see mary poppins so i'm gonna buy you barry poppins from walmart and you're gonna like it well also to add on to that uh, my experience growing up in Latin America, specifically Bolivia, a lot of times, at least back then when we lived there, we wouldn't get these movies for quite for some years. time. Yeah. So I remember walking around in 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 La Paz, Bolivia, and like vendors in La Calle uh-huh. would have um, pirated movies, and somebody would just literally stand in a movie theater. And film that movie. Terrible quality. I remember one of the ones that I bought was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And I watched that <laughs> shit over and over and fucking over. There was no I other way for me that. to see it. I couldn't see it in the movies because we had to wait. Like, the distribution was just bad. So, honestly, I just, like, I don't really judge this. You Make know what I mean? Make that money, girl. Make no. that money. And, like, also, you know... If the, if the movies are not coming to us, like, we'll fucking figure out a way to make it happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, my God. So anyway, this article <laughs> uh, continues. It says here, for producer Mikado, renewed interest in Viju Brinquedo is both funny and troubling. <laughs> At a recent film festival, it pained her when an audience member asked her about ratatouille. 
I needed that ex expertise to evolve, she says, to learn how to work with a team and a low budget. So it was important. Was she ever happy with the finished movies? No, she says with a laugh. Never, 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 never. <laughs> and that is the end of my trivia. A great job. I think it's just <laughs> in the effort to learn and be better. Sometimes you got to fucking do some shitty shit. And uh, uh, yeah, we've all props to been her there. for owning it, though. That's really absolutely what she said. She learned from this experience. Yeah. And now, you know, literally from that bio that I was reading, she's making these great things happen. So, you know, good for you, girl. Yeah. Keep it going. Just make well, a better movie next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we're currently, we, this right now is, we're living in her learning area. Era, exactly. If you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, wonderful. We loved your trivia. Great job on this fucking film. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you some questions. Great. Johnny, were you scared? For a brief moment. Yes, I was scared. How about you? No. <laughs> what was your best scare? I actually have two. When the drowned popped up behind Adam and I genuinely jumped. And also that little flashlight shot of the drowned in the dark. I was like, ooh, creeps. So that's it for me. What about you? I also had two. Uh, mm -hmm. Mine was also the drowned attacking Adam. And then the second one was not meant to be scary it was a transition shot where we were in the house talking with uh cindy and we we cut like literally like smash cut to jen jumping into the pool and that freaked me out like that made me really jump i was like oh God, the pool um Great. who was your favorite character I gave it to Beth just because she was and to give her like some respect because, you know, this poor woman was totally 80 yard over. Right. Uh, I liked her face. I was just like, you have such an expressive face, you know, uh, so I'm going to give it to Beth. What about you? I gave it to Adam. I was like, you're the only one I kind of like think is doing a decent job. I'm not going to give it to any of the other these any of these <laughs> other kids. That's for no sure. way. Absolutely not. What was your best line? I feel like I could just go on and on and on and on. But there was a line that I didn't mention that Nate says, my grandpa always used to say that when things start to look gloomy, crack open a beer, which I was like, sure, I'll take yeah, that. Why not? And also <laughs> fucking Mark saying agribusiness. <laughs> I just. Uh, but there are so many more. I, I'm, I will stop there, though. What about you? <laughs> I also gave it to a Mark line, but mine was the doll. <laughs> the doll. The doll. <laughs> and then the other one, because I was just like, this is insane, was when Jen was like, come on, woman, I haven't smelled pussy since they locked me up. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here right now on what this day? What is happening right here? <laughs> what was your best death? Adam, even though we don't see it. But I was like, this has got to take it. What about you? Same. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And also he looked great in his post-mortem shot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn anything from the culture? No. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't, no. Mm, no. I don't think so, right? No. There's nothing to learn. Here, Absolutely. Think, no. Fucking not. Uh, <laughs> and out of five ooze, how many ooze do you give this movie? 
I give this movie one we. This is a story we've seen many, many times. This is a tried and true horror trope kind of story. Yeah. I feel that it would have been more interesting if you had specifically stated that we were in Brazil and made that an actual point in your movie. I don't understand why you ADR'd over Beth's lines, this Brazilian woman. I don't get that. You know, it's interesting because I did read a lot of reviews of this movie just to kind of like make sense of what the fuck happened here. Right. And I started taking them personally because uh-huh. a lot of the reviews were coming from, you know, like uh, Americans, you know, people from the United sure. States of America and a lot of like white people. So I was like, don't fucking talk about the movie this way. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't great, everybody. Uh, <laughs> the good things, though, the movie looks good. You know, the acting was rough for me. It was confusing, even though the the story is relatively simple. But like I said, it looks pretty good. The creature design was cool. Loved that gorgeous house, but this was not for me. So one ooey. How about you? One ooey also. Mm-hmm. All the things you said, I will say that monster looked great. It really did look very cool. Um, and I like that it had just one eye. <laughs> and I went, yeah. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this storyline was bonkers. Like, give us more of the past, I think. Uh, there is a way of delivering the exposition in better ways than humongous dumps, like, in certain times. Humongous but also, <laughs> but also, like, not, I don't know. It was, the the script was convoluted. The acting was tough to get through. I think there is potential there um if if only they stuck to what they knew i guess like take advantage of the fact that you have brazil that you have this farm to film in i don't know it was um this was a rough one and a confusing one and that's a shame so one we for me as well Sorry to this film. <laughs> yeah, like some. It's funny because like even with the bad ones, sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, it's so bad, you got to watch it." But this yeah, one, I just I one... wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't. I'm so I, sorry. Sorry, but that's that's it. But it's on Tubi, and if you want to watch out it, there. feel free. <laughs> yeah, support Latinx film, everybody. Even when it, we said it when we started this podcast, the good, the bad, the ugly, support it. You know. Yeah, you just gotta be ready. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready. Uh, well, let's get out of this chakra because um, I keep seeing these puddles of blood everywhere, but I think it might dark be water. dark water. Dark <laughs> water. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all of you. You guys are the freaking best. Uh, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Every I not every time, but most of the times. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uikerror on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Send us an email of whether you think that word was Nate or hate over at Uikerror at gmail.com. You can find all of our movies, including this one, whether you like it or not, on our link tree, linktr.ee slash uikerror. Join our Patreon. Uh, you're gonna find a live there that we're do that we did recently on uh, the Last of Us, and there's gonna be more of them coming. And 
we're nice and everyone there is also nice and it's nice to be amongst niceness there are some fun convos happening over there i love it absolutely uh thank you to sonoro for being the bag that covers our heads sometimes we need it because they can't all be pretty days as long uh, as I can wink one of my eyes. That's all I need. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. You can follow them on their redes sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and also TikTok. And Johnny, if it were up to me, you would be my fog machine for the rest of my life. The star of my show encompassing me in every way. Always delivering a stellar performance. Delivering constantly. And engulfing us at every chance you get. <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Ciao. Adeus. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.